Robert Carries of the Covenant Ministry. I appreciate you taking the opportunity and taking your time to, sh to listen and, sh and learn from the Word of God. I take this opportunity of your time very seriously. And so let's pray and get into the Word. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus, and I thank you for the Word. Father, I thank you for everyone who has taken their time to listen to your Word. And Father, in the name of Jesus, I yield myself to the Spirit of God, that he would, that everything I say would be and give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. Welcome. Uh, welcome to Carries the Covenant Ministry. I want to thank you for this opportunity to share the Word of God with you again. Uh, in, in 1978, the Spirit of God spoke to me and said, if most men and women knew the truth of the reality of the Word of God, they wouldn't be incarcerated. So I take the opportunity to share the Word of God with you very, very seriously. We've been sharing, in the past broadcast, we shared with you about healing. And uh, I want to continue to do that. But before I, I share about healing, I, I want to read what the definition, well, I said the definition of healing is the restoration or the correction of something that's wrong. The definition of a miracle is, from a biblical point of view, is the supernatural intervention by God in the now, correcting, changing something that is not there. And so, over the years, in sharing with people about and praying with people about healing, most of the time I found out that most people are, are they want a miracle, and and that perception of wanting a miracle and getting a miracle comes from so many times when people read the Word of God casually. But when you re when you really focus in on what uh, what Jesus did, many times the people received a miracle. Uh, if you've ever read about how the lady, uh, the, the lepers came to him, it was ten lepers came, uh, they, uh, they said, uh, uh, and, and notice how part in the confession of faith is the words, uh, one of the lepers noticed that he was healed as he was going, and he came back to give God, to, God Jesus, Jesus to praise. And then Jesus said, was there not uh, uh, ten of you? So in other words, even though Jesus did not see the other nine, his confession didn't say he did, his confession didn't change, but he said there were ten people to heal. Another time, uh, Jesus uh, told a man he put he put some he spit made mud and put it on the person's eyes, and the person uh, he told him go wash. So in other words, for the person's healing to be completely done, he had to heal. Now I want what I want to share with you is. Uh, I want to share with you some scriptures. You need, you should have a Bible that is your Bible, because uh, I'm not sure why, but there's something about when you read the Word of God that in your Bible it takes it to another level. Let's read Revelations 12:11. 12:11 says they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they love not their lives to death. No, there's a number of truths in here. Number one, all mankind has overcome the curse of the law. But until you receive Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, that salvation, that deliverance, that overcoming does not start. And the reason I say not start is because to be uh, to, to live the Christian life, you must receive, you must take, you must take ownership. And so, you take ownership. And, not, and then, the next important thing is, and they, and by the word of their testimony, they overcame. Now, many people think a testimony is just something that that, that a person does in church. But if you've ever been to a, a court case, they ask the person to get up, to, to come on the stand, they swear, and then they give their testimony. 
in other words, they testify. They testify to what they have experienced with their own eyes and ears. Eyes and ears, what they've heard. Well, see, that's the way it is with, with becoming a believer. Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. So they, so to be saved, you have to testify, I am a believer. Another thing is, I want to share with you that, because I know many times people say, uh, I've heard people, had people say to me, well, uh, my pastor don't teach that way, or I don't understand that, or it doesn't make, make sense, or it's just for you. But one thing I've I learned I've learned over the years there there is uh, just the same way there's in naturally there's, there's people with different in different age brackets like I have older brothers and I have older brothers and and younger brothers and sisters and, and so because the people don't understand that many times when people hear certain truths they want to throw those truths out because well I've never heard of that or I don't understand that well the the thing is that the Bible tells us, and we're going to read that, that we're, once we're born again, we are to desire the Word of God. The Bible says, desire the sincere milk of the Word of God. I remember, I'll never forget this, it was one of the few times that I was in church uh, and um, with my mother. And this mother was, uh, her baby kept reaching for a breast and reaching for a breast and reaching for a breast. And mother kept, kept uh uh, refusing and and the mother raised her hand and said praise the Lord and when she did that 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 baby just grabbed that mother's mother, mother blouse and and buttons went everywhere because that baby desired that milk and that's the way we are to be about uh, we, we should desire and let me say this God gives us God gives us a desire for his word but because there is a devil there's a, a demonic kingdom in this world he does not want you to hear the word of God the scripture says the word the truth of the word will set you free this truth in this Bible will set anyone free of anything that comes steal kill and destroy anything that's of the satanic realm but what is important is that you have to go after this word because he doesn't want you to have it. So even though this word will make you free, it's the application of this word. It's doing the word. It's the practicing of this word. The, the scripture says uh, in James, it tells us faith without works is dead. So in other words, the Bible says that God has given God has given every man a, a person who received Jesus Christ as a person Savior. He's given them a measure of faith. Notice, a measure of faith. Then by Feeding our spirit man with the word of God by hearing it, come hearing it, going into the heart, coming back out of the heart and speaking it. So it's it's a it's a loop. It's hearing, saying, hearing and saying, hearing and saying, and then putting action to the words that our faith will be increased because we hear it. Romans ten, you know, there's a number of principles and 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 teachings all throughout the Bible that are repeated over and over and over from Genesis Revelation but only in this specific uh, specific way uh, order does the Bible says faith comes by hearing I mean it is so simple one uh, just a few words faith comes by hearing the Word of God and if you have not heard the Word of God expect 
and especially in the areas of need. For example, I have I have I I sharing with people different people about healing. I remember a friend of mine. Uh, he was going through some challenges, and I said, "Well, what scriptures are you studying? What scriptures are you reading?" He says, "I'm reading all of Paul's epistles. That's good." But you, he needed a scripture like First Timothy one seven says, uh, "God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and line of sound mind." So he needed to look up, or would have helped to look up all the scriptures that talked about a sound mind. Actually, all he needed was one scripture. You know, one thing about it, there is a place, especially if you have not heard a lot of lies concerning God. If you have ever heard God's, you can hear God's word one time and that's all you need you know 1970 excuse me, 1980 the spirit of god spoke to me one time he said uh this and these are not exact words but so many to to make it short he said and, and make sure you'll be in haiti he never spoke that to me again and so 19 and it cost one, one thing about it whenever god speaks his word his word has the all the ability it needs to carry when God speaks his word to you in that word which he speaks to you it has all the ability that you need to carry out what he has told you to do if he told you to go to Africa that's all the words you may that's all the words you need he may give you he may give you more instructions as you go along I know I, I got born again in spirit field and and started in ministry in 1978 well 2000 2000 came along and the spirit of God said start a ministry well, when we started this ministry, we did not have, we uh, we didn't have no partners. We didn't ha have anybody supporting us. We didn't have a vehicle. We didn't have a name. Uh, I don't think he, we even had any place. Actually, we didn't even have any place to go. But we started, and the name came, the finances came, the vehicles came, all those things came. But I stepped out in faith. So, as I was saying, there's there are people people at different stages, physically. There's different uh, stages people at mentally. There are also different stages where people are at uh, spiritually. So I'm going to read this. This is First John. Some people call it Little John. The second chapter, uh, the 12th verse. Uh, this is the, the Apostle John writing to the believers of his day as well as us. I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for this for his name's sake, I write unto you fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. I write unto you young men, because you have overcome the wicked one. I write unto you little children, because I write, because you know the father. I have written unto you fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you young men, because you are strong, and the word of God abideth in you, and you have overcome the wicked one. Notice, you're talking about a little, a little, little children. I was a child at one time, naturally speaking, and then I grew up to be a, a young man, and then later on I became a father. But normally fathers are not children, and sometimes fathers are young men. But notice, it's three natural, he's talking about three spiritual stages, little children, young men, and fathers. So, therefore, if you are a father, you should uh, your father are, are mature in the things of God, you should know more than when you was a young man in the things of God. And then as a young man, you should more, know more than when you are, were a little child or just born again. I know uh, 
that, you know, sometimes people talk and, and they say, well, you know, my faith is not where your faith is at. I don't know what you know. Uh, and and that's, that's, that's understandable. You know, when I, if you have a child that's two years old, you don't expect that child to do the same thing if, when it's 12 or when it's 22. So that's what, so I want to encourage you. I, I know, as I said, many people want, they want the things of God and we'll talk about healing. And actually, the, our message, the title of our message is Redeemed from the Curse. People want, especially in Westernized society, they want things instantaneously. And I know I don't know how many. It's, it seems like I know actually it's been young men more than women, but they come up to me and say, "Brother Leroy, Reverend Leroy, you know I started giving, uh, giving, and and you know the priest said, giving it shall be given to you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over men, giving to your bosom." I said, "Well, that's true." He says, "No, it's not." And I said, well, yes, it is. The scripture said, then I asked him, I said, okay, how long have you been giving? Oh, I've only been giving for three months. Well, you know what? Uh, I, my grandfather had me working in in his in a, a garden. He had the main garden, and I had a, a, a small garden. Uh, uh, and I, it was it was work. I mean, I had, we had, I had to hit, uh, uh, hold that ground up, break it up, dig it up, pitchfork it up. And then I had to break up the ground that had broke up. Uh, and I had to pull out all the weeds and then we had to, I had to plant it and then I had to keep the weeds and then it was a process of seeding. So it was a, it was a process over months before we were able to eat that crop. And so that's, the, that is the way it is with the spirit of God. But here's, the, here's, here's the thing. Here is a blessing that we have today. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You can take and get a CD or even like on, on YouTube. I've, I've, I've done this and still do this. I find a message that's speaking to me concerning maybe finances or healing or hearing from the Spirit of God. And I will play that message over and over. Uh, I, I don't know. You may do this, but I, I will suggest you don't. I don't listen to just anybody. And I don't listen to Christian radio while I'm asleep. Because when you go to speak, your spirit is, is open more than any other time. And you, your spirit is not, you don't have your mind to be, as to, your mind is still there. But it's not, it's not being a, uh, a, a gate master, as it were, to keep out some of any and everything. But I, for example, I, I for years, and I still do it now, uh, the book of Ephesians, the, the books that Paul wrote, or books that were especially written to the church. It's nothing, all the Bible, the Bible says all these things were written for us. So all the books in the Bible have revelation knowledge and understanding knowledge, but the not and not Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they are under the old covenant. It's just man who put New Testament. The New Testament didn't fully come into existence until after the, uh, Jesus was sitting on the right hand of the Father. But the books of uh, the books that Paul wrote are especially to the church. And I, I'll, many times I'll put that C, a CD on that has uh, the reading of the book of Ephesians and I'll listen and listen. Another thing, there are different degrees of anointing. If you've ever read in your Bible, there was Elijah with a J and Elijah. Elijah with the S had double anointing of Elijah. There are many people who read the word of God who are just doing it for an income. But there are individuals that is, they know Jesus Christ is a person and Savior. I'll never forget, I heard an example. A young man went to church with his father and the pastor had, had a, a person to get up and this person was an eloquent speaker and he uh, he he read, quoted 
uh, the 23rd Psalm, and the people gave him, you know, a nice ovation, you know, clapped and said, you know, that was nice, good. But then there was an older gentleman who was a janitor of the church, uh, and he got up, and he, and he, and well, he asked the pastor, could he quote the nice, the 90, uh, 23rd Psalm? And, and the pastor said, you know, he, out of courtesy, because the man was an elder, older individual, had belonged to the church for many years, he said yes. And when the older gentleman got up, he, he quoted the 23rd Psalm, he missed it, he missed some of the verbs and the pauses, but when he got through quoting the 23rd Psalm, the crowd just went to stay. And the young man asked his father, Father, why why was it so much difference between between how the the the, the passion that the older man put in and the response of the people? And the father said he knew the shepherd. And that's it. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna share with you this word of God, and and it's not based upon the fact that I said that I was healed or someone else says healed, but that you know for yourself that Jesus died on the cross, that you could be healed from the crown of your head to your soles, your feet, have a sound mind, a sound body in every way. Uh, turn to Hebrews, turn to Hebrews 5.11. Hebrews 5.11. You know, many, many times uh, I, I listen to people, and, and I'm not putting them down, and I'm purposing to not read as fast as I normally read, and I'm purposing not to preach, because I love healing. Because if I shared this with you, as long as as growing up, as long as I can remember, there was something wrong with my body. I was I, I remember asthma was number one, and uh, that was the biggest one. Then I had nosebleeds, and between those two, you know, can you imagine trying to be taught as a girl, as a boy, uh, having. Uh, a young man, teenager, trying to talk to a girl and your nose start bleeding or you can't hardly breathe. I mean, you talk about embarrassing. That was embarrassing. So, I said, turn to Hebrews 5, 11. Excuse me. Let's let's start at, um, well, let's start at 11. Of whom we have many, Hebrews 5, 11. Of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered. Seeing you are dull of hearing. See, so right there lets us know uh, this this scripture falls in line with Mark the fourth chapter where it says the sower sows the seed. And in that in that story of uh, that Jesus gives, everyone's heart is not the same. I, I know over years ago we had we had a church and there was people that came and they said, Oh, we just I just wanted to come to see what you was doing. In 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 our in going into correctional institution, uh, I've had people come into service and sit there and they say, "Oh, I just wanted to see why so many people were coming to your service, or I want to see uh, what you, what you would what you were teaching." Well, see, they didn't come to hear the word of God; their heart was wrong. Then it goes on for twelve. For when for for when the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first notice principles of the oracles or teaching of God. And are becoming such as to have need of milk and not of strong meat. So these people, they had heard, they had heard the word, but at this time, because of lifestyle, because of envy, because of strife, because of not living the life that God has put in them, uh, that they received when they were born again, Jesus, the, uh, the Apostle Paul said, "I can't teach you what I need to be teaching you." There is milk of the word. And there is meat of the word. And there, the digestive system of a person who eats meat is totally different than that of a person that eats 
has drinking only milk. Notice this. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. You know, one time, I, I remember some years ago, I fasted for, I fasted off of meat. Uh, just, it was just a choice I made. I fasted off of meat for for a period of time. And when I came back and I started back, you know, I couldn't eat a steak that first day. I had to, maybe I, not a full steak. I, I could only eat a small piece of steak. Well, even the same way, babies, babies, they start off, normally speaking, with milk forming. And I can remember doing, when I was a, a young man, uh, a little boy, and I watched my mother, uh, well, they didn't have or couldn't afford baby food. So what they she used to do, she would take the, di- the different vegetables or meat, and she would chew them up to a certain degree and then give them to the to the babies, uh, I I know I can hear someone saying that that was unsanitary. Well, none of us packed, none of us died and left this earth world from eating that. So notice it says for everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he's a babe. Notice this, but strong meat belongs to them that are of full of age, even those who notice. But full of age comes by those. Who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern good and evil. So, it's by doing the word that a person grows up. It is by doing the word that a person grows up. It's not by just hearing it. The scripture says in James, be doers of the word. And then it goes on to tell us also in James that... Faith without corresponding action or action that lines up with the word of God has no results. And I know many times I, I people say, I know that, I know that, I heard that, I know that. Well, okay, if you, if, and they really don't know it, they've heard it. If you really know it, and it's a revelation, you will either do it, or if you don't do it, you do it out of disobedience. You know, when God told, when God, the Spirit of God spoke to me about going to Haiti, I had, I didn't, I never gave it a thought. It was, just, I was just like, actually, the Scripture speaks, the actual, the Scripture teaches that we are like soldiers. And if you've ever seen a soldier, when his commanding officer says, jump, they jump. When they say twirl, they say twirl. They say give me 50 push-ups, they give them 50 push-ups. Well, that is the way that we are to be as believers. And I'm going to share this with you. The scripture says, train up a child in the way it should go, and when it's old, it shall not depart. And it says, children, obey your parents, that it may be well with you, and that you may live long. Well, you know, one of the keys to a successful adult life is being obedient to your parents and those in authority. And see, your first, the normal, the normal is the first level or wave of authority we encounter is that of our parents. And then we leave our home. I, I remember one time when I, when our children, we had to, uh, we had, I had to go up to the school. Come to find out, uh, my child says, "Well, that's the, that's the, that's the nun. I don't have to do what the nun tells me." Well. After going to the broom closet, that child did what the nuns told them. We never had that challenge again. So, chapter 6, verse 1. Therefore, leaving the principles. So, in other words, going on, leaving the ABCs of the things of God. The Notice, the principles of the doctrine of Christ, the anointed one. 
Let us go on unto perfection, maturity, not laying again the foundation. Notice this, foundation. Remember, uh, last time we were together, we talked about a foundation. How foundation is what uh, a building sits upon or a structure sits upon. You know, if you, if you go to a parking lot right now, most lights, they were on a foundation of concrete. So in other words, your, 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 your life as a believer, it should be built upon certain foundations. The foundations that it's built upon should be the Word of God. It should not be what your mother said, what your father said, what your uncle said, what the bishop, the nun, anybody. Because this is what, you know, I, I, I watched this. I went to college, and I wondered why so many people said, well, you know, I, I believe this way. You know, we go to this church, and we go to that church. And, you know, my mother's this, mother. But yet, once they got into college, we got they got into college, and they start hearing all, the Bible says, don't be tossed to and fro by the different winds and doctrines of teachings of men. I saw, I don't know how many, they just, just left how they were raised. Well, the reason being is, and I was raised this way too. Uh, my parents used to tell me, do, even though I didn't have a Christian uh, background, but my mother said, "You do as I say, not uh, do as I say, not do as I say, not what I tell. Excuse me, do what I say, not what you see me do." Well, that is wrong. Well, see, many people they their belief in Christianity, or their or they call some kind of religious training. There is it's based upon what their parents said, what the pastor said, and they never checked this. They never looked at the scriptures. Said this is what Jesus said. There's an account that uh, there's an account in the Bible where Jesus would uh, talk to this woman, excuse me, at the well. And when he went, uh, he talked to the woman at the well. And when the woman saw, she said, "Like, oh, you, you are the prophet. You're the one they're talking about." She left and she went to town and she told all the men about what what Jesus had said. And later on, we see these men. They came and heard Jesus and they saw the woman again. They said, "You know, we know for ourselves." And the whole purpose of carries the covenant ministry is that you know for yourself what the word of God says. Uh, write the scripture down. We're going to come to it again. That's, that's Deuteronomy 28. But uh, years ago, Deuteronomy 28, you read the whole chapter. It, it's going to be a while before I get to Deuteronomy 28. But uh, years ago, I asked the I asked the Lord. I said, Lord, why 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 is why do you why is the Old Testament here? What's all those scriptures about? What are those what are those stories about? Uh, why why did why are those there? And He gave me two scriptures. One of them was First Corinthians ten eleven. Say so write that down. First Corinthians ten eleven. But the one I want to turn I want us to turn to and read right now is Romans fifteen four. Cause this this uh. This here truth is just it's it's awesome. It's it's the only way I know to say it's awesome. Romans five excuse me, Romans fifteen four. For whatsoever things were written, so in other words, the whole Bible and in and, and you know and, and, and people say uh I can't relate to that, but but you know, I can relate to how at how will you say David David sinned had uh, had had uh, 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 immoral relationships with someone else's wife, which was adultery, because he was married and she was married, and then his family suffered the consequences. Well, 
so therefore that's just an example of me hey Leroy don't do don't do immoral acts because there's consequences but it says for whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning so the way I see this read this for whatsoever things were written before time were written for Leroy's learning that Leroy through patience and comfort of the scripture might have hope so not only was a situation like David sinning written for me not to do seeing how others were faithful like Abraham was faithful you had Joseph who's faithful you had numerous individuals who were faithful and and we see the results of their faithfulness now this uh, and remember we're talking about redeem from the curse I, I want to read the definition of redeem because you know many times words uh, actually I read the definition of the word redemption it is good to know you know sometimes we assume certain things mean certain words mean certain things but notice it me uh, redemption means deliverance from bondage distress or from liability to any evil or for or, or for picture the liberation of, of a person or thing the purchase of the right to re-enter it means the act of procuring paying for the deliverance of a personal thing from possession of power or capture it means release it means ransom paid it meant it means redemption from a person who's taken in war so see when Adam sinned he put us in a spiritual state that when we every person after Adam and Eve when they're coming to this earth realm Satan has a right to be their spiritual father. But Jesus came and redeemed us. Spirit, soul, body, and financially. And there is a curse in the earth realm. I know many times people want to say, let's turn uh, let's turn to first uh let's turn to Galatians 3, 13 and 14. Many uh many people like to talk they either they either all they talk about is the curse the curse the curse the curse and and that's where they leave you but you know you know if 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 I'm in a bed I don't because of sickness disease I don't need you to tell me I'm in the bed I'm in the bed I'm in the bed I'm in the bed. I'm, you know, over the years in, in, in ministering in correctional, teaching the Word of God in correctional institutions, I've and, and sometimes I've, I've, our service has been with someone, another ministry, and we've been, you know, uh, where they were the main speakers. And I've heard people over and over tell the people, you incarcerated, you incarcerated, you incarcerated, you incarcerated, you incarcerated. Well, the people know they're incarcerated. You know, that's like me. If, if I come and I, I see you on the street, and I need, uh, and I, I don't know my way around. I'm in a different city. Of course, that's not so much now with GPS. Or, if, you know, maybe it's a place that's, you know, I've been some places where they add you. Like, I have some friends. They live in a subdivision, and the subdivision is not on, is you can't find it on GPS. Well, if I was to ask that person, 
do you know how to get to Mayberry Street? And they said, and they tell me, you lost, you lost, you lost, you lost. I know I'm lost. I'm one. I'm asking you, do you know how to tell me to get to Mayberry Street? Well, we're talking about healing. So we we're tell. So even though you may, you may, you may not know Jesus Christ as your personal savior, but I tell you, but G, receiving Jesus Christ is so easy, so easy. It's a, you know, you think about it. When a baby is born, the baby it's the mother that puts the effect into the birth. The baby just it more or less just comes here. Well, that's the way it is. The Jesus has paid the price for us to be born again. And once we receive Jesus Christ as a personal savior, then it is up to us. And you you cannot and many people do this, they blame their pastor, they play their they play they they blame everybody that you can imagine on the fact of why they are not growing or why they don't do things. But I want you to know, God does not, I found this out the hard way, God does not accept excuse. And I can remember, just, I can remember concerning healing. It used to be a time I could call Oral Roberts Ministry, I could call Kent and some other ministry, just like, I would call them and those prayer parties would pray for me and I, my, I mean, I would be healed, my healing would not, it, it, it would not just be coming along. It just come just like as soon as I would hang the phone up. But there came a time that I noticed that uh, I call those same ministries and the people would pray for me and nothing would happen. And I'm like, wow, what is going on? And then I, I remember one time, I, and it's, it, it kind of, I think, as I remember, it, it kind of was kind of along the same same period of time. I used to always call my, my, my spiritual mother. She told me about, you know, get get this book, get you a, a young psychiatrist, and you get this type of biblical dictionary. And I got all these different type of dictionaries. Uh, for words and understanding, and I call this was for the, before the days of computers like the other day. And I called her and I said, Mom, where is that scripture that says something? She said, Boy, take your butt, your grown up butt, and look that scripture up for yourself in that concordance that you got. And so I realized God wanted me to grow up. I know in raising children, if you raise your children up in the atmosphere of, of, of a spiritual atmosphere, of, of the word being number one, prayers being answered, divine healing and protection and walking in love and walking redeemed, your children will tend to want to depend upon you. But you have to break break them. I, I know when I was growing up, my mother would not allow us to, she would not allow us, when I came to try to ride my bike, learn to ride a bike, she wouldn't let us use training wheels. And so, the best that's kind of how I think of it. God allows us to have training wheels for a period of time in the things of God, but it's if you, you, you being being born again, but especially born again, speaking in tongues. God wants you to grow up. He wants you to grow up as a believer, where you are not the one who's always calling someone saying, "Pray for me, pray for my family," but but when you are the one that says, "I will pray for your family," or I will go. I mean, you know, it's nothing. Bible tells us to bear the burden. It says of the weak. It doesn't say bear the burden of the immature. Big difference. The weak and the immature. Immi it, there is a certain amount of weakness in immaturity, but God expects us to grow up. Remember we said, we read that scripture in John, children, young men, and adults. If you have been in church 15, 20, 25, 30, 40 years you should grow up. And with CDs and the internet and, and YouTube and Facebook where ministers are on there, it's, 
we're going to be held to a higher standard. When I first got born again, my wife, myself, it was hard to find any kind of material. It was hard to find. I mean, we got a book here. My mother, my wife says we were scrapping. We would get a little piece here. It was like we had a quilt. We get a, a piece of teaching here, a, a piece of teaching here, a part of a book here. But we kept going. You should have Galatians 3.13 by now. Galatians 3.13. Christ has redeemed us, bought us back, paid for from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, Curses everyone that hangs on a tree, that blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, and that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Turn to uh, Rome, uh, excuse me, Galatians, same chapter, 29th verse. Galatians, Galatians 3, 29. And if you be Christ, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. As I said, we're talking about being redeemed from the curse. I'm going to read uh, these definitions of the curse. Again, redemption. Purchase of captured goods or prisoners, the act of procuring the deliverance of personal things from possession of power of captors by the payment of a equivalent ransom, released. And I want you to know, the price that Jesus paid for us, is far exceeds, it far exceeds what could have redeemed us. Think about this. The scripture says the the, the teaches us the the, the 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 walls, the confines of hell, has been increased because of the number of people going to hell. But think about this: even though it has been increased, Jesus, Jesus, I mean, I I, I just you know Jesus, God knows everything, and I've wondered, God, why Jesus, why would you die for people that you know? Won't receive you. I mean, to me, that's like that's a little. That's like oh, he overpaid the price. So in my mind, I'm thinking, uh, Jesus, you could have held back on suffering to a certain degree. You may. I mean, it was was it even possible for you not to have to stay in hell for three days and three nights, if if you had not died for everybody, for those that knew, those that you knew that was going to refuse you and go to hell anyway. Well, I want you to know. The price. I just think about this. Uh, uh, this this is a Bible. This is an amplified Bible. It has the imitation leather. It has the gold on the page. And I'll say I paid a hundred dollars for this Bible. Well, why why was I willing to give a hundred dollars for this Bible? The reason was because I felt it was worth a hundred dollars. I know another Bible I looked at recently was worth it. It wanted a hundred seventy dollars. Why didn't I buy that Bible? Because I didn't, in my mind, that Bible was not worth me paying $170 for it. Well, this one was worth $100. So, Jesus, the Son of God, perfect. God exchanged Jesus, allowed him to be punished because in God's eyesight, in Jesus' eyesight, and the Holy Spirit's eyesight, 
we were worth his life. Jesus, so in other words, God sees us as valuable. I heard someone today, someone was someone was talking to someone today, and they said they had got some gifts. And they said, well, I didn't think I was worthy to receive those gifts. Well, think about this. The person gave them the gifts because they thought they were worthy of the gifts. I want you to know, you were worthy. God decreed over 2,000 years ago that you were worthy of his son dying so that you would never have to exhibit, take upon yourself sickness and disease. He took it from you. So in other words, he took it for you. He was made sin. See, sickness and disease, all uneasiness, didn't come into the earth realm until Adam sinned. When Adam sinned, he opened the door and made all mankind subject to that. And then God had covenants that allowed men to walk unto, on a certain level of freedom. But when Jesus came, he made it and showed it to us that every man could live above everything that comes steal, kill, and destroy in this earth realm. Well, I'm going to pick up again next time. I thank you for spending your time with me. I know that the word was a blessing to you. And I thank you again. And I want you to know I appreciate you. I want you to know God loves you. And I love you. Until next time, this is Brother Leroy saying be blessed and increased more and more you and your household. In Jesus' name.